Hey everybody, Wasilla Steve here from Alaska. You know, I listen to five or six podcasts regularly, and one of them is the handgun world. And why? Because I too am a cancer survivor. And because Bob survived cancer, and I survived cancer, Bob got the pleasure of teaching me in two of his classes. And boy, did he ever enjoy that. And I'm not trying to brag or anything, but he taught the best student he has ever had. That being my good friend who attended the classes with me. So here now, a true survivor, a great American, and hands down, one of the best instructors I know, Bob Maine. Hello everyone, I'm Bob Main and welcome to episode number 583 of the Handgun World Podcast. A practical show done by a practical guy, and that is me. This week, I'm going to talk about some expensive guns. This show is brought to you by Keeper's Concealment. They are the leading authorities, I'm telling you. I have two of their appendix carry holsters. If you like to appendix carry your handgun, check out Keeper's Concealment. They're the best. And I've taken Spencer Keeper's classes. And also, they're an affiliate of CCW Safe, which is legal protection you have to have if you are going to conceal carry. You get a 10% discount at CCW Safe just by using KC10 off discount code at checkout. Everything will be in the show notes for that in a direct link. So I want to talk about some expensive guns. So here's a personal experience. I was shooting competition recently and I was using my Shadow Systems guns, uh, two of them, my MR920 and my DR920, both the elite version. And somebody said, "Ooh, Bob, those are expensive guns. Wow, those are expensive guns. And I could kind of tell by the way they said it, it was kind of indirectly asking me, why do you carry an expensive gun like that? And I've seen people discuss this online and even in person. I've heard people say, why do you have such an expensive gun? Why do you carry such an expensive gun? So here's my answer to that is why does somebody carry an expensive gun? Why not? Why not carry an expensive gun? Now, I want to talk about kind of uh, something that kind of irritates me a little bit. When I see online or even in person somebody say something like this, well, I'm not going to carry my really expensive XYZ gun because... If I'm in a shooting and I'm using my gun to, and I have to use it for self-defense, well, the cops are just going to take it away from me. And I don't want to lose such an expensive gun because if I'm in a shooting, the cops are going to take it away and I'll never get it back. 
Now, I think that's kind of nutty to say something like that, to be honest with you. How much is your life worth, folks? How much is your life worth? So what if the handgun gets taken away and put into evidence, maybe you never get it back? So what? You saved your life with it. It saved your life because you knew how to use it. Is your life not worth that? You could always go buy another gun. You may get your gun back, you might not, but you could always go buy another one. How silly is that? Now, not all expensive guns work very well, I can tell you that. There are some guns that cost two or $3,000 and they don't run consistently. They're not reliable. You can't get reliability out of them. And, and that's number one, folks. You got to have reliability. So there are lower expensive guns, less expensive guns that are ultra reliable. So I'm not saying you have to spend a lot of money. I'm not saying that. As a matter of fact, there's something else about expensive guns I'm going to get into when I get into pretty much the second point of my argument here. But back to the first point. Just because something is expensive doesn't mean that it's always good. I think that goes pretty much for anything except even besides guns, right? But I've seen a lot of expensive guns. I'll tell another story to you once. This was many years ago. I was taking a training class. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was taking Masada Yub's Mag 40 class and up in Arkansas, actually. And there was a person there, and I'm not going to name names or gun types or anything like that. I don't want to get a bunch of hate mail. I don't want people getting mad at me and all that because um, that just it's not productive. But let's just say that they had a very expensive gun, a very expensive gun gun. Now when I say expensive, I mean let me go ahead and define expensive. I should say that. It seems like the average person's budget for a handgun is somewhere between $400 and $600. And that's why you see a lot of them priced between $400 and $600. The reason you see that is because you know, the manufacturers have done market studies. They've looked into this. They've done their research. They realize that that $400 to $600 range is what most people can afford. So they manufacture their guns to the cost point to where they can it can be retailed. Not the gun manufacturers don't retail it, but it can go through the channels of distribution, then dealer, and then to the consumer for that $400 to $600 price point. I think when you get between six to eight hundred, I would call that a somewhat expensive gun. And I think when you get to the over eight hundred dollar price point, I'm going to go ahead and just call that an expensive gun. I'm going to call it that expensive for argument purposes. So, and maybe some of you have a gun like that. How many of you right now listening to me have a gun that costs you over eight hundred dollars? I have two of them. Most people, not everybody, but most people either have a hard time afford, affording more than about $800 or they just don't want to spend it. And for a long time, that was me. I just didn't, I had the money, you know, I'm, and I'm not trying to brag right now. I just, I'm just stating a point. I had the money. I just didn't want to spend it. So I met this class in Arkansas years ago. I'm at MAG40. 
in Arkansas, and somebody on the line could not get their expensive gun to run properly. <laughs> the thing was just choking. It was choking, and it was choking often, and they just couldn't get it to run. And it was a gun in, in the almost $3,000 price point. And there I am with my third-generation Glock 19 that I think I paid $529 for at the time. And it's running like, like a champ. No problem. And I was shooting it just as well as the guy with his expensive gun as well. His $3,000 gun. However, if you have a handgun or any gun, shotgun, rifle, and it's expensive and it runs, that is awesome. I'm not saying all expensive guns choke, but some do. But so what if you're good with it and, and it helps you shoot the way you want to? And I do believe that once you get to a certain skill level, an expensive gun can help you or a high quality gun. Let's say that high quality gun. It can help you. But you got to get to that skill level first. I mean, it's, it's kind of like cars, you know, a really super expensive race car. I mean, you know, car that is meant to go fast. Well, that's an asset. If, if you know how to drive, if you if you don't know how to drive, you're going to get in an accident. OK, and, and really, I mean, it is kind of interesting. You know, people buy cars that will do a couple hundred miles an hour. But really, where are you going to drive a couple hundred miles an hour? I mean, not it's not very often, is it? But some people like to have cars like that. And that's fine. And if it makes them happy and they can afford it, then more power to you. Or motorcycles are the same way. But let's let's get back to guns for a minute. These are life safety tools. A gun is a life safety tool. Would you agree? I mean, it's it's not really a gun. Guns don't think for themselves. They don't do anything that their owners don't make them do. So I really hate it when I hear the term gun violence. It's stupid. There is no such thing as gun violence. It's people violence. It's violent people using guns to commit violence. But there's a lot of things that you can commit violence with that are not guns. So I think people need to lose the term gun violence. That's, that's a stupid, ignorant term. It doesn't exist. But they're tools. They're life safety tools. So don't you want something that is the most capable to save your life? I mean, doesn't that make sense? So why not carry the expensive gun if it's reliable and you can do the job of putting rounds where you need to when your life is on the line and only when your life is on the line? I don't believe in shooting any other time unless you have no other choice whatsoever but to use your gun to save your life or to save a loved one's life maybe there's somebody's somebody else's life that's with you or that you're in charge of and they're about to lose it then you act with your firearm don't you want to have the best tool available they say the quality of a job is only as good as the quality of the tool and the knowledge of the person using that tool. That goes for almost anything, right? 
goes for carpentry, it goes for mechanics, it goes for sports, a lot of things. If you put a really expensive set of golf clubs in my hand, I'm still going to suck because I'm not a very good golfer. If you put the most expensive piano in front of me, you know, I might do okay. I used to play piano. And I played the piano for 12 years when I was a teenager, a young teen all the way up into, into my 20s. But that was a long time ago, so I'm still going to kind of suck. You could put a Steinway and Sons Grand in front of me, and I'm not, it's not going to sound very good, but it's, it's one of the best pianos that you can buy. You can put one of the best sets of golf clubs in my hand, and I'm, I'm still going to shoot, you know, a 74. And then when I get to the back nine, I might shoot a 72. But, you know, that's, <laughs> okay, that, maybe that was a bad joke, but that's me. Yes, I can shoot a 74 on the front nine. doesn't matter if I have a cheap set of golf clubs or if I have an expensive set of golf clubs. But once you get to a certain skill level, then it pays off. That's why the pros use the best things that they can get their hands on. And, of course, they have professional level skill levels. And, you know, did anybody ever ask Phil Mickelson, Hey, uh, Mr. Mickelson, what, why do you have such an expensive set of golf clubs? Right, that would be a silly question, right? Because Phil Mickelson is one of the best pro golfers of all time. And so when somebody asks you the question, why do you have such an expensive gun? Well, I think that's kind of a stupid question to ask somebody. Now, now if you see them shoot and they suck, then maybe <laughs> then maybe you want to ask them, hey, why do you why did you spend so much money on the gun? You suck. No, don't say that. No, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> don't say that. Uh, you might be thinking that, but don't say that. However, if it if they're good with that, don't worry about whether the police are going to take it from you. You know, budget your money wisely, invest your money wisely, and buy a second expensive gun if you want, and keep the second expensive gun as a backup. Why not? So that you have another good expensive gun in case the cops take away your expensive gun that you used to defend your life. There you go. So I have two Shadow Systems guns. I love these guns. These things are great. You know me. I've been, I've been talking about and shooting Glocks forever. And these are the best Glock clones I think you can buy. There's a lot of Glock clones out there. But these guns, I think, are the best of the Glock clones. And I'm going to get the CR920 when it comes out. In fact, maybe in the next short time here, in the next week or two, I'm probably going to pre-order mine, my CR, my Shadow Systems CR920. Shadow Systems guns. I'm not sponsored by them. At least, not for now. But, you know, you never know what can happen. They're all American-made, made in Plano, Texas, all American-made. Now, that, that means something, that they're all American-made. The thought that has been put into these guns, the engineering, these things are, are, are really, really good guns. Do they help me shoot better? Yeah, a little bit, they do. 
because I'm, I'm not at a really super high skill level. I would consider my skill level kind of a medium skill level, but I'm not a newbie. I'm not a novice. I'm not, you know, somebody that doesn't do a lot of shooting. I'm somebody that does do a lot of shooting. And the Shadow Systems guns do help me shoot a little bit better. So that's why I carry an expensive gun. And they cost more than 800 bucks. I mean, one of my Shadow Systems guns were a little over 900 and the other one was pretty close to $1,000. But I can depend on these, and I know what they are capable of, and I know what I'm capable of with a Shadow Systems handgun in my hand. So that's why I carry an expensive gun. I don't care if the cops take away my Shadow Systems MR920 because I just used it to defend my life and now they gotta they gotta confiscate it and put it into evidence. I don't care. Because that means that I won the fight and I'm still here to talk about it. And then I'm gonna call my folks at CCW safe and I'm gonna say, hey, I need some legal defense because I just used my gun and I won the first fight, but the second fight is what I need to, what I need now. And the second fight sometimes can be worse than the first fight, right? But that's why I'm going to have the expensive gun because I have faith and trust in it. And I don't care how much it costs. Now, maybe you have a firearm that was only 350 bucks. That's okay. Guess what? If it works and you can shoot it well, God bless you. That's awesome. You got a $350 firearm that works great. And by the way, there are a lot of decent guns you can get for that price point right now. There are some guns that you can get for that, that that you can trust. In fact, I have a Glock 42. If I'm not mistaken, I caught a sale on that and I got it for $399. And so, you know, oh wait, no, wait a minute. No, that's not true. That's not true. The Glock 42 was more than that. The Ruger LCP2 that I have. The Ruger LCP2. I think that was $399. Well, I like that little pocket gun. It's never failed me. It has gone bang every time. It's got a good trigger. It's got decent sights. It's a nice little pocket 380. And guess what? It was... Might have been... 389 or even 379 that's a great gun I'd trust my life to that if I had to pocket carry and I had no other way to carry and that's the only time that I ever pocket carry I'd trust my life to my little Ruger LCP 2 it's not an expensive gun it's an inexpensive gun and if the police take away my Ruger LCP 2 oh well I'm I'm not gonna go bankrupt and I'm not going to starve the next month because somebody took away my Ruger LCP2. But I'd still much rather have my, I guess, expensive price point Shadow Systems gun. And I've gone into detail on other podcasts. I've done reviews and YouTube reviews. Check out my YouTube channel. Just search Handgun World on YouTube. You'll find me or Bob's Bullet Points and I just recently did a review on my two Shadow Systems guns. Among many others, I've got like 100 videos on my YouTube channel. Please like and subscribe over there. And check it out. And I just did a, an audio review, I think it was a couple months ago, 
on my Shadow Systems pistols. Any of my Glocks. By the way, I have a Glock. I have a Glock 19, a third gen Glock 19. I've got about $1,300 invested in it, including the price of the gun. So I guess we could consider that an expensive gun, too. Guess what? I know what I'm capable of with my modified Glock 19. And I've done modifications that are sensible, that do not compromise the reliability of the firearm. I'm going to go ahead and bust another myth. I'm going to bust another myth. One of the myths would be this. Don't modify a Glock too much because if you modify it too much, it's not going to run. Baloney. That's not always true. It depends on what kind of modifications you do and what kind of parts that you use. Most of the modifications on my expensively modified Glock 19 Gen 3, most of them are external modifications that help me in a lot of different ways. It's grip texturing, it's removal of finger grooves, it's adding some texturing on the thumb rests, it's Vickers base plates, it's a better mag release button so that it's easier for me to reload and, and eject the magazine. It's a better, it's a Vickers style slide release on it. It's a three and a half pound Glock OEM connector. And it's real good. It's got real good Trigicon HD sights. So you add all that together, it's probably twelve to thirteen hundred, I would think. Let's see. Yeah, I, I paid a lot of money for all the grip modifications. I didn't do them myself. The frame modifications and the grip modifications. I did not do them myself. Let's say twelve hundred dollars. It's over the eight hundred dollar price point that earlier in this episode I called that expensive. Okay. But I can shoot that thing extremely well. And it is stone cold reliable. I would trust it without hesitation to defend my life. I'd probably cry a little bit if that one was taken from me because I've got so much work into that. <laughs> I've, I've paid people to do so much work and I've done some work myself as well on that. But listen, it if I'm if somebody tried to kill me and, and I'm still alive because I had my slightly expensive, nicely modified Glock 19 Gen 3 and I saved my life with it, it is worth every dollar. So how much is your life worth? I'm going to ask you that question. How much is it worth? How much ammo is your life worth? How much training and practice is your life worth? Life is a precious gift. We must never take it for granted. God gave us life, and it's a precious gift. I, I, I try to do the best I can to use my life serving God. And this podcast is one of the ways I do that. I do occasionally talk about my faith, even though this is not a religious show. I talk about my Christianity, my faith. But it's a, you know... Folks, I'm living a second life right now. Be, you know, you guys know the 
cancer fight that I went through. Nasty cancer fight. And most people would not have survived that. God allowed me to survive that. So here I am. So I do not take my life for granted. I know how precious it is. So if I have to carry a $1,200 gun to protect this life, guess what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to carry a $1,200 gun to protect this life or the life of others, the life of other people in my family who might also be threatened, for example. Now, the definition of expensive varies for people. It depends on what your budget is, what your resources are. Back in my early life, I was so broke, I couldn't pay attention. And so, I couldn't afford much of anything. And I actually didn't own a gun at that time, but if I had, it might have been a $279 Ruger LCP, because that's about all I had in terms of financial resources. So, at that time, that would have been an expensive gun to me, but it still would have been worth it because it would have been a firearm that I had available that I did not otherwise have. So again, I've, I've always said the best gun you could possibly have is the one that you happen to have with you when the fighting starts and your life is in danger. Some people ask, what's the best ammunition? The best ammunition is what reliably feeds through your gun what ballistically can get the job done, which there's a lot of good ammunition out there. And it's whatever you practice with. I mean, the, the, the practice rounds that you have, the practice rounds you have, those are, that's valuable ammunition. I don't care if you paid a low, low price for it. It's valuable because if you practice with it and you train with it, it's worth its weight in gold, especially if it saved your life because you used it to practice and to train and therefore became proficient with your handgun. Now let me get off the topic of expensive guns for a minute. Let me talk a little bit about holsters and belts. Spend some money on your holsters and belts, okay? It's interesting. I've seen people get an expensive gun. You know, they spend a thousand bucks, twelve hundred dollars, whatever, on a real nice gun. And then they get a holster that's $29.95. And they carry that expensive gun in a holster that's $29.95. Most holsters that are $29.95, in fact, probably all holsters that are $30 are not very good. I'm just, I'm just going to say that right now. And it's, and it's not because of any sponsors or anything like that. Because guess what? I'm going to tell you, I'm guilty of something. I'm guilty of buying a $30 holster. And it was terrible. After three days, I quit using it. Because it was just junk. Uh, in fact, I don't even know what happened to it. That was probably 12 or 13 years ago. So, spend some money on the rest of your equipment as well. Your your holsters. And I'm not going to say you got to spend X amount of dollars on your holster or on your belt. But just get good ones. Get a holster meant for concealed carry that is a quality holster. Check into good quality holsters out there. 
My two sponsors, Concealment Solutions and Keepers Concealment, both, they make fantastic stuff. And you're not going to break the bank buying their products. But you're going to exponentially increase the effectiveness of your concealed carry by using a a good holster and, by the way, a good belt. Belts are so important. Please don't overlook the belt. Don't try to use a skimpy leather belt that you bought at Walmart to carry your your gun. That just that just doesn't work, folks. Don't don't use a nylon belt that you bought at Walmart that was cheap, or or a thin, flimsy leather belt that was cheap. That's not going to work for concealed carry. There are very nice. Good-looking belts. You want a really good-looking belt? If you want a really good, if looks matter to you, I mean, most. Of, I mean, think about this. If you carry with an untucked shirt, what difference does it make as to what the holster looks like? Nobody can see it. I've always thought that was kind of funny. Ah, oh, that belt looks ugly. Well, who cares? Your shirt's untucked. It's concealed. If your belt, if your gun's concealed, your belt's probably concealed, right? But if you do care about looks, sometimes I have to use a, I have to wear an, un, an untucked in shirt. Excuse me. Sometimes I have to wear a tucked in shirt. So then I do care what my belt looks like, and I, I pocket carry one of my pocket guns. So there is a very very nice belt that Concealment Solutions makes. They make fantastic, good looking horsehide belts. Horsehide belts. And they got standard leather belts too, and they look great. Nice looking belt buckles, looks like a dress belt, looks absolutely like a dress belt, but it's definitely a concealed carry belt. And you know what? When you pocket carry, a concealed carry belt is still a must. Uh, You'll know what I mean. Just test it. Get a cheap, use a cheap leather belt you bought at Walmart. And put your pocket, put your pocket carry gun in your pocket. Walk around for about a half a day, and then take that belt off and put on a really good quality concealed carry belt, and put the gun in your pocket, and then walk around for another half a day. And you tell me which one works better. So not just expensive belts, but good quality, moderately expensive accessories are also important and make sure you train with those whatever you get make sure you train with those there is some more information about this on my patreon page i would love it if you could support my show i only have two sponsors and it's not quite enough to continually support the show so many thanks to all my patreon supporters out there many many thanks to all the shooters club members there have been there are, we have Shooters Club members, Ben Branham and I, we, we co-produce the Shooters Club, which is a collection of like almost 100 videos. There are people who have been with us since day one, since we launched that program, since we launched that learning site, the Shooters Club, ShootersClubMembers.com, ShootersClubMembers.com. Thank you so much. Your support has been invaluable. There are Patreon members that have been with me since the day I started my Patreon page. For as little as $3 a month, 
you can watch some of my good educational videos and support this show. So consider one of those two, and I would uh, very much appreciate that. One last thing, you can also support my show by shopping through my Amazon affiliate link, and I got some recommended shooting products that are on my Amazon page. I got some recommended uh, red dots and recommended different types of accessories and shooting accessories and so forth, books that I think are extremely valuable. So check that out. Go to handgunworld.com, click the Amazon affiliate link, and then log into your Amazon account and do your shopping this way. What do you think about expensive guns? I'm going to wrap this up pretty soon, but what do you think about it? it you know, if somebody were to ask you, why do you carry an expensive gun? What are you going to say? The reason I carry an expensive gun is because I can't carry an expensive cop. <laughs> okay, I, I just had to throw that in there, all right? You know me. That's how long, how many years has that been my slogan? I think since the day I launched this show. Okay, so what do you think of expensive guns? Uh, send me an email, handgunworld at gmail.com. You want to call in a voicemail, 210-646-1727. I always put links on Facebook and Twitter and MeWe and Parler and everything. So you can put a Facebook comment up there as well. And be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'd very much appreciate that. The This podcast is getting pretty close to being... Well, I'm, I'm almost at my 6 millionth download... It's unbelievable. It's I, I can't even believe I'm saying that. That my show has had nearly 6 million downloads. It's been downloaded nearly 6 million times. And I'm coming up on 13 years of doing this show. August of this year will be 13. So I'm at 12 and a half years. All because you support me. That's why. All because you continue to listen and support me. And I thank you very much. So that concludes this week's topics. What do you think of expensive guns? I'd like to hear. Remember, folks, shoot straight, shoot safe, read your Bible every day, and I'll talk to you next week. Streets of Soho in the rain. He was looking for the place called Lee Ho Forks. Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein.